Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights with the Bell Vista Studios team. If you haven't seen a Studio Insights before, it's all about our team coming together to learn from each other, ask each other questions and talk about what we've been doing in our e-learning studio world. So we hope that you learn from what we discuss and take away some tips that you can apply to your own roles or the work that you do. Before we get into the episode, I just want to share with you our Creator Hub. If you haven't checked it out already, it is full of value for e-learning developers, learning designers. There's templates on there, there's freebies, there's coaching. So go and check it out. It'll be in the notes of the video. But let's get into the episode. Uh, Kim, you can ask the first question. All right. So you're both learning day one of a course. What resonated the most with you with what you've been exposed to? So far. Go, Vic. Um, I think for them, I mean, I did like learn a lot, I would say, but I think mm. the reason the thing that resonated with me most, even just from like the beginning of the training, um, was that first up. They said, like, we're not going to try and train you on something, we're going to give you everything you need to do it yourself. Like, we're going to give mm. you everything that we currently use. Um, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like not telling you just like how to do it or like ways you can do it. It's like use this like exact template thing. And I feel like that really resonated because I know that that's what we try and do um, with the like products and services that we offer mm. as well. And it made me think how like e-learning or I guess any training is a lot easier if it's like that. Like you're not just, it's not just getting like all this content like dumped on you. It's like if there's a template or if there's a tip sheet or if there's like something that you can literally just take away and use, they're there to like talk you through it um, or like give like additional advice if you need. But I just think that's like so valuable to get, whether it's a physical thing or whatever, <laughs> like if there's something that you can use that works, like that is adds a lot of value yeah. to me and like that's something you should give to other people in training I think <laughs> if there's something that exists that can help in that like in such an easy way where it's like this is all you need to know it's everything yeah. covered in this I feel like that straight from the beginning I was like yep yeah, that's what I want <laughs> interesting yeah well it reminds me how we for our clients sometimes if they have to pass on something that we give them to another stakeholder in the organization will like send this exact email like you don't have to think about it and like pull it all apart mm. and say it's yeah. like this is what you need to say just like fill in the template and that's exactly what you need mm. and I think as well because with the training there's like heaps and heaps of videos they have notes they have heaps of resources which can be like a little bit overwhelming I guess when you're first starting something but mm. I guess for the way I learn, like, I appreciate that it's, like, I could potentially even just look at the resource section and open it up and be, like, do I know how to use this? And then, like, go back and watch mm. videos or something if I need. Like, it's I don't have to sit. Not that, like, the videos are really good. So, like, I wanted to watch them anyway. Yeah. But, like, just having that option of, like, can I figure, if you're saying this is all I need to do it, like, can I figure it out using that? Or do mm. I need to do, like, additional stuff? I really liked that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess an overarching perspective of like the training itself without getting into specifics. Yeah. I'd like to just pause and go a little bit deeper for my understanding. 
So Vic, that sounds like it works really well because you are very just practical. Like you're like, give it to me. If I'm stuck, then I want context. Hannah, you really appreciate the why and the context. So what, how does knowing that it's not design that way, what was your experience on that? Uh, I think it is still possible to get that the way they've designed it. So the videos give you the why. So Victoria was talking about like the templates and like the going Mm. So they had that and then they also had a video where they would like talk through the why, talk about examples, interview people about it. And that's where you got all of that context. So that was like more than enough context for me. So did you go, you went through the videos and then were like, oh, the resources is there. But Vic kind of was like, got told, use the resources, went to the resource and then was like, oh, maybe I'll go back to some videos. Well, yeah, I did. I kind of watched like a chunk of the videos first. And in that they said like, we're going to give you, it was literally just like a sentence of them saying like, we're going to give you exactly what we Mm. use. So I just sort of like filed that away. But Mm. then I did watch the first few, the first like chapter or whatever of videos because it was like content specific, like learning about Mm. the workshop, which I wanted to know. Mm. But yeah, I guess when it got further into the process, I was like, I think, I'm looking, there were like specific tips and like I had a specific intent for what I want to learn from it. So then I was yeah. like pinpointing specific videos that the name of it sounded like what I yeah, needed. Specific to your needs. Yeah. What was but your yeah. user journey then, Hannah, in how you learned today so far? Um, for me, like I loved watching the videos because I am someone that loves to like hear the background of it and like what it's like in the real world and stories and everything. So I listened, most of the time I spent listening to videos and I was just like taking notes, like takeaways that I could Mm. use. And it happened a lot. Like if I was listening to the videos and I was like, there is literally nothing I'm going to apply that I'd stop. But there was so many like little tips, even if they were like talking about how to run a sprint, for example, like I could relate that to how we run our workshops and be like, I could do this for our workshop. Mm. Like that works for what we do and I could like compare the two. Yeah, so interesting. Useful. Even though it was a different process, the advice was like on point for what we do. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. What resonated with you, Hannah, so far? Um, I think another thing that they did really well, even with like the intro email they give you like either like we're saying like either a long version so it'd be like text that covers absolutely every single part of it gives examples and everything and then there'd be like a I actually don't know what it stands for but it was like TLDR like a condensed version and they'd put like just like three dot points that literally told you everything that was covered in like the 300 words of text above it so you could either like get really in depth with it or you could just read like the three dot points and be like all right that's like what it's trying to communicate so I thought it was really good they had that under the videos too sorry I'll just yeah they did have that under like some of the videos so like I used that instead of the videos for some Mm. and it was only if I didn't understand one of their like summary points I would look for it in the video sorry to jump Mm. in but just no I appreciate all of this this is cool yeah what else I really liked like the personality as well that came out in the videos like I felt like I was actually in a room with them the way they were like talking to you it wasn't like it wasn't like being in a lecture or like someone talking at you it was almost like a conversational technique that they had when they spoke to Mm. you 
I felt like they were actually training me like in person, which was really cool. Um, in terms of like some of the things I actually learnt content wise, do yeah. you want to do that or more? Yeah, go tips now, go to your tips, yeah. Um, so we looked at like a remote design sprint as well. So it was talking about how to run workshops remotely. Yeah. And some of the things that came from that was they were saying, when you're running a workshop remotely, you need to like give so much more energy than what you would in person because mm. you've got like that like in-person connection and you can see like body language and you have like the breaks to like have chats with them and build rapport. So they were saying like, it's going to feel weird, but like 10x your energy and like over-exaggerate your excitement to keep people like engaged when they're mm -hmm. watching the shop. Um Another thing was like, it's really useful, I think, to have people like on screen. So when you have participants come to a workshop, like to have their video on so you can like connect with them, you can see if someone's thinking, you can read their body language. So they were saying to like pre-worn workshop participants that it would be great for them to have their video on because some people mm -hmm. might be like, I'm in my pajamas or like I didn't wear makeup and I don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. but if let them know in advance that everyone is like expected to be on camera and I think that improves it yeah um, another thing was getting people to put their hand up if they have something to say because I think like introverted quiet people can not have an opportunity to speak up and we probably mm -hmm. do it in a way where we might like say oh like Kim for example did you have anything to add but they use like either you put your hand up, like literally do that, or like the the hand up emoji on your screen. So people who are quieter or who can't get a word in, like actually speak up and get their say and they're not missed was another thing. Yeah. Um, they also said, I, we haven't really done this and I don't know if we need it, but they have like a facilitator that deals with like the tech side of things. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's like a facilitator for the content and then if like anything goes wrong with the tech or someone can't figure something out, that facilitator deals with that. So everyone has like specific roles. Yeah. You're not like um, getting caught up. I think up. it's sometimes called the producer role as well. Mm, yeah. Um, I guess the other thing, like just learning about the importance of design sprints, like um, Jake Knapp, who wrote the book, was talking about like, he worked for, I think it was called like Encartus Encyclopedia or something. And they used to get like all of this information, sort of like Wikipedia, and they would like put it all on like a disc and a new disc would be like released every year, like a CD-ROM that people could play on their computer, like super old school. But they were so <laughs> like, like what All the people listening that are like, that was my thing. <laughs> I definitely remember them. too. Yeah, but they because they like took so long to like launch it or like update the CD-ROM, they weren't like rapidly. Um, what they sort of got left behind because Google came out. So he was showing the importance of like you need to design fast because if you take too long, you're gonna miss it. Like as soon as you see an opportunity, like design quickly, find out what's wrong with it, um, like work on prototype it and get it out into the world as soon as possible because otherwise you'll be left behind and that made a lot of sense so I was like I could That's definitely cool. see how that would and I feel like we do that like I was saying to Victoria 
I feel like we're very good at like taking an idea and like building up momentum and energy and working on it really hard for a certain period of time and not letting it drag out over like yeah. months or years. So I think we do that very well. Any other tips from both of you that we've like were completely new to us? <laughs> there is something. Um, I don't know if this is completely new to us or not, like based mm. on the workshops, how we structure our workshops. I don't know if it like fully applies. Um, mm. But one of the things I thought was interesting was they said you should always end each, like if you're going on a break or if it's like, I guess for the full. Yeah, I think it's more of like if you're going on breaks or for how you structure your day, yeah. like before you finish, you want to end on a high. So you want to have like fully achieved something whether mm. it's like a certain goal, like don't leave things like half done, like make sure yep. it's like- Sense of achievement. Yeah, like motivated to come everyone. back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know fully, like I'm sure that's something you've probably considered. I don't know if that fully works in with like how our workshops run anyway, because it's like they're just, it's a set period of time. <laughs> you don't- Everyone's <laughs> achieving don't every second break. in yeah. our workshops. That's how yeah. I think about it now. <laughs> But yeah, I guess for like, yeah, if it's longer day ones or maybe mm -hmm. if you have multiple books, like. I can see the books. value, yeah. Um, and the other thing was they said playing music. They play music at their mm. workshops. Even if it's remote, they'll play it like, they'll share mm -hmm. their audio, which I thought was interesting. Mm. And I don't, yeah, I'm like interested to see how it would play out because they said it's good. Like it takes some of the pressure off like the silence and it puts people in the right mood and that, but. Then I know like an important part of workshops can be the silence. Like, mm. like people might not get to that, like, <laughs> I don't know, a little bit of like uncomfortableness where they're like, I'm just going to say something. Like mm. if there's music, I don't know. Mm. So I'd be interested to see how that gets used. But they're probably the two things that stood out to me. Yeah. I think the music one is interesting because it's it's a good thing for like breaks and stuff, like toilet break, da, 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 that sort of where you're not thinking but I know the minute if I don't have silence for thinking like if I'm participating in an activity I cannot get there because I'm distracted because mm. I need like pure silence for like yeah genius level thinking <laughs> otherwise you're just getting like a brain fart <laughs> um yeah cool thank you Something. new other new things last yeah, one so maybe <laughs> don't want to yeah. hog all the time it was this process where I think it sort of like combines our creative conversation and our discovery workshop, but it's a different way of doing it. I thought it was really yeah. cool. So you get the expert in the workshop, which is like the person mm -hmm. that knows most about the topic that you're trying to solve. And you do an expert interview. So you as a okay. interview them and ask like, what are the challenges that you're seeing? Um, it's all around like the challenges that you have and like what's not working. Yeah. And as as the experts answering those questions, the other participants in the room are writing down like how might we questions in response to the challenges they bring up. Mm -hmm. So they say like, like their example was like a laundry service. And they were saying like, people don't realize that we don't just do dry cleaning, we actually wash clothes. And then yeah. so listening would be like, how might we show people that we do all clothes and not just dry cleaning. Mm -hmm. And then what one's written down there how might we it goes up on the wall and basically they prioritize which ones they want to focus on and that helps them like get into the mode of like what they're solving so yeah to me it's sort of like our creative conversation and discovery workshop but it's done like in the moment and combined a little bit I think mm. 
Okay, if I can just have one more minute total, is that all right? Okay, if you each were to individually say, we need to improve this about Bell Vista Studios based on what you learned now, what is the one action you would recommend we take? Whether it's you individually or us as a team, I think because like my what I want to improve is like my facilitation in general but it's I guess it's around things like what questions to ask what phrasing to like avoid using and all of that so I think it would be improving our processes for workshops to include more examples of what to say and what not to say and how to ask things I know we do have some but for me to use it I don't think it's like detailed enough yeah while There's I'm learning and yeah yeah we've definitely done definitely one or maybe two just while it's coming to mind studio insight episodes when we were at prospect potentially you and Hannah were like that co-working um oh, there okay. and I was virtually but we definitely did those kinds of like yeah that kind of phrasing and framing yeah I think for me it's just, having it like recorded somewhere because I feel like the processes and yeah. the presentations and stuff we have to follow they're like where you've gotten it to because you just have everything else in your brain to be like this is a template to use but mine's yeah. like yeah so, oh that's sorry what I mean is go to those videos and you'll get all you'll be able to write your own scripts and templates yeah, process from yeah. there yeah I think yeah, it's like rather putting, than writing that having that process recorded yeah. for me to be able to use it. Yeah, cool. Thing. Hannah? This is interesting because I don't know if you're going to completely like agree with this, but something that they do that obviously resonates with me, but it sort of goes against like the going in with an open slate thing. But they were saying like it's so important to like understand what problem you're solving before going into that workshop, like have some understanding of like, who's involved, what the topic is, what the challenges are, mm. all of the thing. Because they said, like, you, it takes off a lot of pressure on you when you're running the workshop if you semi-understand what you, the content that you're dealing with. But then I was like, maybe Kim gets that information from the creative conversation. So you don't actually go in with an open slate. You actually do remember things from the creative conversation. And does that help you because I was like oh my god that would make it so much easier if I actually knew a little bit about the topic rather than going in and being like I have no idea what like anyone's talking about and I'm trying to like where are you going in at that point where you're like I have no idea what anyone's talking about discovery workshop yeah so the only thing we have is the success statement and then we have a structure of activities that know that help us achieve so we do have like a know what you need to achieve kind of thing it's like understand your audience align to the success statement understand what they need to do align to the success statement we just run activities is that the creative so that, no that's the discovery workshop <laughs> this is a long silence. 
but I think Hannah has frozen. <laughs> no, she actually is frozen, but it looks so <laughs> like fully thinking. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, cool. Thank you for sharing. Do you have a question for me, Vic, or did we? Um, we it could have been for either of you, but I can just ask you. Oh, she's come back in now. Not ideal. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Not ideal. Uh, just write down the time so you can snip that if you want. Yes. Okay. Um, it went into awkward. It really looked like you were thinking for ages. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Um, yeah, like I feel like you go into the discovery shop and you create the success statement with them. Like you don't have any of that context. No, I do already. I've already have the context. That's why I go in with a draft success statement. And I'm just saying, is this what you told me in the last workshop? Okay. So you do have that context. Yeah. The creative conversation gives you the context to then go, this is the problem we're trying to solve. Okay. Now we've got activities to solve that problem. Let's do the activities. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. We don't need to change that then. I just didn't fully know that. Um, the only other thing, but I don't think anyone will agree either, <laughs> is they were talking about the importance of like good microphone. Because <laughs> they're like, there's nothing worse than being in a workshop and like someone's glitchy or their voice is like tin penny and you're listening to it for hours. Like it's like not enjoyable. And like listening to their videos, like they had crisp audio and I was just like, oh, it's so nice. Like I was so like consumed in it. So that's probably another thing. Okay. Thank you. I'll, I've used a lot of time. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, good questions. Um, Vic, would you like to ask your question? Yes. I'll ask you both, but we can maybe try and do it like rapid fire if you want mm. um so I reviewed I did like my first ID review recently mm. um and I know there was definitely some gaps for me in like the I guess the process that I was using um okay so how to like fully review it from start to finish basically um but Kim I know that you brought up like something you always check I think this was it I don't know if I've got it exactly but was mm. like ask yourself does every sentence meet the success statement was that what it was yeah so I want to ask like both of you are there do you have other questions like that that when you're reviewing you're like I need to like check it for this I know we have a long process but just like those types of questions I'm I'm just thinking through a couple of scenarios in my head to find mm -hmm. common questions Oh my God, it's, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. Okay, real quick. Um, I think if there's like an action or something that you want people to do, I ask myself, would I know what to do or would I have what I need to do what it's asking me to do? Because every time I ask that, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they probably need this link and like there's all these other things I don't consider. So like action mm. yourself. It's a good one. I ask that as well. What do I need to do to meet 
achieve my next steps. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, what's coming up for me is like literally what we've just designed. Yeah. And it is what it is because I've been thinking, how do we simplify that now that we have like the extended version? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically what does success look like? And am I meeting that with every sentence, every word, every action is helping get closer or further away? Is it need to know? No, don't go into that detail. But basically, like, am I hitting success? Yes or no. The next one is what do I know? What do I not know? And it's just that cycle continuously continuously until there is no more until it's all I know all of this and it does all help me need the success statement that's how you get there what's the problem I'm trying to solve is the other way of asking does it help me meet my success statement they're the same question Mm. and you see that you saw that play out when I was doing the graphic design with you guys I'm like what success and success right now is get this fault font applied on the new design, get that color applied on the new design. What else did we change there? Um, what does that impact? Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And the success statement or the what is the problem we're trying to solve, just to share, it comes up in different um, different. I don't know the right word I'm using complex words modality so for example yes it might be a project goal it might be a style guide and with the colors the fonts all of that it might be a learning objective on a screen it might be the action I need someone to take after reading my email so what does success look like what do I know what do I not know keep going and then would I know what to do if I received it Simplifying the complex. <laughs> Doing a good, good job, Kim. Thank you. Is that helpful? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was pretty, like I had most of that covered, I think, or like I had considered it, even if I didn't like execute mm. on it quite right. I, but yeah, I'll definitely remember the sentence one specifically because that was something I did. Like I would kind of look at something overall, like a slide overall or a resource overall mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, that meets that, but not like every single sentence, every word. <laughs> I didn't and go I think, to that level, I wouldn't say. Yeah, working together, sorry, Hannah, just to close off what Vic just said there as well. If you And you both will think about it in the next, like the last couple of days working together on that specific project you can see even the questions I'm asking you to validate back to me is getting you to do that thinking. Mm. And we were, I was like, it's like, does it flow? Is it getting you from one sentence to the next? Are those two things saying the same thing? Okay. Is that what you're saying there? It's not quite right in the wording. Um, how do I word it differently, but still achieve the same intent? So how do I say it more simply? but still make sure that I'm covering the thing, the big long sentence sort of mm-hmm. more simply or whatever. Yeah. Over to you, Hannah. Oh, um, sorry, to close out, it takes fucking time. Like it takes time to do it right. <clears throat> but it's it. You, Hannah. Yeah, no, it's been reflect. I just, for me, 
like I don't know if it's every single sentence because I think there has to be like but I think you may have just explained that there may be like connecting sentences that's like doesn't necessarily meet a learning objective but helps the learning flow or it might be like it keeps people engaged and like invokes some sort of emotion and then you move on to like the learning objective content but even that emotion or that thing is intentional towards a learning objective. Like everything's intentional. It's not just like, oh my God, like I've now, like, I don't know. This is like a very out there, like not that we've done this, but I'm just thinking you've just read a kid's storybook to a child and it's all about fantasy and fairies. So you're all inspired. And then you start telling your story in that way and you start to go and create this whole story but it's it's very ego driven it's very self driven because you're just like i'm i'm inspired by a story and i want to share the story but it's like does that actually add value to the problem you're trying to solve for the other person so yes you can put emotion you can put um story and you can put creative writing in there but it's not it's not self-serving it must self serve the intention of the needs of the person that is receiving your email, your storyboard, your learning experience. Yeah, so it's like, for example, if you need them to understand the why and to help them understand the why you want them to feel emotional, then mm. you get that make someone feel emotional because that guides them into understanding why it's important. And then they can learn what they need to because they're engaged. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I've got a question, Vic. Good question. Um, all right, we haven't got much time left, but I'll just quickly ask my question. So mine was you recently attended Victoria a look and feel meeting with a client. Mm -hmm. I was just you know, like what were your top takeaways that you learned from like sharing a look and feel with a client or a stakeholder? Like the project. I don't remember. Um from the design perspective, Hannah, or facilitating that kind of conversation? Um, I think like for anyone, like if I had to go and take a look and feel to a client, like what tips do you have for me to like keep the project moving? So I'd like get approval or move it forward. Um, I guess <laughs> the first step for me was definitely like preparing for it so that I was clear on like my intent for everything going into the meeting because then I knew that I'd when it was done, I'd have what I needed. Um, so like Kim helped me map out a little plan thing for it, for like how it was gonna be structured, um, the kinds of questions to ask or not ask, um, how you can like uh, get clear on what the client wants. If they give feedback, that's like a bit airy-fairy or <laughs> like, I'm not sure what the next step, like what action I would take is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess not everyone would need it, but, like, I needed a bit of help figuring out the language around those types of things. Um, but, like, if your goal is to get it approved, like, you need to find out in that meeting what needs to change or mm. what action needs to be taken for it to get approved. So even if, like, I didn't do the updates live or anything, but they gave me feedback and I said, so if I change this, would you, like, if I change this one thing you've brought up from this to this, would it be approved? So even if it's not, like, I didn't, get the actual approval in that like that is that's a good like question setting me up for approval if that makes sense like it was kind of, it was sort of approved but like even though they didn't see the finished design design I knew what I needed to do and they knew like what to expect 
as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was really just like the lang like you've got to be really like specific with the language you use. And if they say like, I don't like this, whatever, this image or this design or like a specific part of it. Um, one good tip for that is like asking them to show an example of something that they like that meets whatever criteria you're trying to meet. Um, Cause again, that can help you get clear on your next steps. Like you need to know exactly what your next steps are to get it to progress the project. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's kind of like whatever getting clear looks like, whether you need an example from them, whether you do want to like mock something up in the moment in front of them um, and get them to like approve it. Um, I don't know what else. Um, no, that's really good. It's good because I can see how you go into a meeting like that and then finish it and be like, I have no idea how to like create what they want. Like it's yeah. good. I'm like, well, like I did I agree to that? Did I not agree to that? Like <laughs> we talked about it, but I don't really know what like the end. Yeah. Was. But yeah, just like a clear action for everything, anything mm -hmm. that needs to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, like, is there an action? If there is, what exactly does it look like? Yeah. And if I do that, then what does that mean or not mean? Yeah. Kind of the gist of it. Yeah. But see, I still freaked out. I called Kim, <laughs> I spoke to Kim later and I was like, oh, there's one bit. I don't know if I did it right or not. I don't know if it was like clear enough, but it was a learning. Like <laughs> I can learn from that for next time too. I'm very proud of you. I feel like it's not a simple thing to do. So well done. Well, it probably is for some people, but I wouldn't yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> not to do it right not to get to a point where Vic knew exactly what she was getting at the end of it or needed to do next when you're managing multiple personalities something very subjective um it takes time it takes intentional practice planning to get there and yeah. basically Vic what you just did was summarize the whole conversation because you just were like what do I need at the out of it at the outcome? I need approval. Okay. So if I and then you said, if I make this one change, will that get me approval? And they're like, yeah. So everything we've just discussed around this whole conversation, you've just given it as a case study and proven that you have applied it. Yeah, it's like closing the gap, isn't it? If whatever actions you need to take to close the gap. Yeah. I think that is like that's the whole thing. Like, do I know what I need to do next or not? Oh, and that's why it's hard in meetings because you can get caught up and just like well in the past anyway I've, like if I've seen Kim facilitate things and I'm like oh I would have just like agreed with that or I would have like left yeah. that or like I wouldn't have like closed like the loop on that and then the meeting ends and I go to Kim and I'm like oh so what happened with that what happened with that what like I didn't understand where it was at like yeah you need to not have that feeling of like oh I can just check in with them after and make sure this is what yeah like you need to be I'm clear. the one who's going to have to go away and do it. So, like, if I don't know what to do, then I need to find out in yeah. that moment. That is a good mindset. I have to go do something after this if I don't want to be a muppet and have the conversation yeah. <laughs> or something that we've already talked about. Yeah. What do I need to do so that I know exactly what mm. I need? Mm. I could definitely see the mock-up working really well too because, like, everyone has such different perspectives of things. Like you could say like, oh, like we'll put a chair in like the middle of the image 
but a chair to them could be an office chair to you it could be like a stool or a dining chair or a bar chair like it's so mm-hmm. different like what you have going on in your head yeah like, like is this what you mean by a chair like is this the one a wooden dining chair yeah I think to me that did like that's why I didn't I didn't make any live updates because it was like that's too much for me at this stage like until I feel more comfortable with it it's like because you know how when you're trying to do something and someone's watching you like it's yeah immediately 100 times harder I was like I don't want the pressure of that on top of like running this facilitating <laughs> meeting yeah. for the first time um but then there are ways around it like okay get the client like ask your stakeholders to show you what they mean instead of you trying to like design something or find something when you don't fully understand what they're yes or don't have like their vision like get them to show you or I know it's not ideal but they can send it through after if they find an example or like it doesn't don't put yourself under like too much pressure at the same time um or like get the permission to have a bit of freedom like if you feel I guess that you can explain it in a good enough way or like if you've got a similar example already and you can like explain how you might adapt that to match whatever the change they want is like there are kind of like I don't know ways around it where you can still get approval but even if that's not the final thing like you still know what you can try and do even if you don't know yet it's going to be the exact yeah I think definitely very good thank you that was very insightful good like practical examples for me to use so thanks for that all right I've run out of time, but thank you everyone for tuning in to this Studio Insights. We hope you got value from it. Don't forget to check out the Creator Hub. It's in the video notes below, um, all the podcast notes, and we'll see you for the next episode. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating and the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, But we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff, and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans 
that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.